Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Spring training is right around the corner. So come for the games and have a ball in Arizona. With world-class resorts, unbeatable dining and nightlife, amazing scenery, and endless outdoor adventure. Make your visit unforgettable. Plan your getaway at myspringtraining.com. here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Up Next on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello to new friends, old friends, friends. Enemies. Yeah, there's probably a few that listen secretly, I don't know, like that one guy on Twitter who's always like, I hate you and your show sucks, but then he knows everything we say that one time, I don't know, it's weird. Um, how are you, Davey? How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. It's, uh, it's October. You know what that means? It means it's almost November. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's it's Halloween month. It is, yeah. I treat October like, uh, you know, some some people do like birthday months. It's like, oh, my birthday's in July. I'm going to celebrate the whole month. Uh, I do that for Halloween. I got called a basic bitch the other day by oh. a friend and listener, Mike Hogan. Okay. Because I sent him a picture of like the hallway. Because okay. You've got a Halloween poster up in the hallway. Yes. Which is always there. It's, it's your favourite movie. Halloween. Yes, yes. And I went to Dollarama. Uh, it's kind of like Poundland for UK listeners. Sure. Um, and bought some orange like fairy lights. Like Halloween lights. Halloween lights, yeah. yeah. They were like three bucks or whatever. Okay. So I bought some and hung it over the poster. It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks spooky. But you enter the house and you've got your Ouija board welcome mat. And then yep. like the hallway's glowing orange. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Took a photo, sent it to Mike. And he's like... You're such a basic bitch. It's like October first, and you're already uh, excited about ha- about Halloween. Who is this? Hogan. Yeah, he's terrible. Get rid of him. <laughs> um, that's like people who start putting up their Christmas decorations November first. Yeah. Like chill. Like let's relax on that. But my mum's always been two weeks before. There, I mean, sure. That's that's that makes more sense. See, for Halloween, October, the whole month, you can do spooky things. You can 
you can start. You, we have Halloween Haunt, which is like they turn Canada's Wonderland, like a theme park yep. here, just outside of the city. And you can go and they like do scary mazes and things like that. We got Screamers, which is like the same. Screamers thing. is great. I yeah, really, really just get, enjoy. Everyone just gets really year. lit, and then you get scared. It's great. Or you start watching your 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 scary movies. Yeah. Which we, I've already started. I've watched Halloween already once this year. Got the the special edition Blu-ray. You know, nice. I'm, I'm a I'm a nerd. When's it come out? Is it next week? Oh, the new one. Mm. The new Halloween comes out on the ninth. I believe so. Right. Uh, I gotta go check that out before it's actually Halloween. Um, there's so many spooky things in the month of October, but we have to talk about something that's real spooky, David. <clears throat> and what would that be, Brian? Um, you don't want to talk about it. I already know because it's real spooky. Uh, the other night, it's a, this is an interesting story for our up next listeners. Um, the other the other night, maybe like a few weeks ago now, yeah. a few weeks ago, me and David go to karaoke. Uh, shocker. And we decide to... Actually, it was a shocker because we decided to call it an, an early night. <laughs> we were coming home pretty earlier than we usually do. Yeah. We were like, hey, let's just go home, play some WW2K, you know, just go home and chill. So we are walking home from karaoke. And uh, me and you are walking and we see this chair on the side of the road, on it, the side of the street. It was, yeah, like a... It looks like a chair that your guidance counselor made you sit exactly. in yeah. when you were younger. Like padded, but like... It's got wood frame. Like nothing fancy about it. Yeah. Um, so you see it and you're like, hey, we could... Well, I should point out, pretty much all my furniture is free. It's from it's, the side of the road. It's all stuff that's either been given to me or right. from the side of the road. Hey, that's, that's, that's um, a good way to get things cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so I'm going to say this chair. So you were really, you, you were really fixated on this chair. And I was like, dude, we still have like another like 10 plus minute walk here. Like you're not going to carry this all the way home. I was like, don't tell me what I can't do. (laughs) You, you had a few pops. So you're like, I can carry this. I'm like, you're going to carry this chair all the way home. It's just our, it's, it was on our street technically, but like our street goes for a long way. So you're like, I can walk this. So I'm like, Sure. Bring it home. Bring the chair home. I don't know where it's going to fit, but bring the chair home. So you decided to pick this chair off up the side of the curb and walked it all the way home. You carried this thing all the way here to prove me wrong. And I'm you glad I did. And now it's in our it's in our hallway. You, we dusted it off. We put a nice little UK pillow on it. It looks, it looks brand new. It looks great. Right. Everything is fine. It's a chair. It's great. We got it from a school. It's fine. We're telling all our friends, like our chair, look at this. David found it outside of a school. They were giving it away. Well, the other day, I'm walking home on the same way, and I realized where we had got the chair was not a school, David. We did not take this chair from the curb of a side of a school. You took this chair from the curb of a church. Yeah. A, a quite lovely church. I looked inside the other day, poked, poked my head in. I was like, hey, this is a lovely little church down down our street. It's on our street, just, you know, a little 10-minute walk from us. And I was just starting to wonder, why why did they put this chair on the side of the Perfectly road? Perfectly good chair. So nothing's perfect, wrong with yeah, the chair. nothing's wrong with it. Or is there something wrong with it? Why would a church get rid of a chair, David? 
that's perfectly fine in working condition. You can sit on it and everything. I don't know, but I've been hearing these noises at night. Um, I'm not sure if it's when you have a girl over or whether it might be <laughs> all right, all something right, else. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we have a evil haunted chair. This church got rid of it because it's it's basically it's basically the the chair of Satan. Yeah, and it's now in the BDE in Satan seat. In it's our... Satan's seat in our home. So what I'm I'm worried, David. We're gonna be we're gonna start having paranormal activity. We're gonna have some conjuring, some weird shit going on, and it's all your fault. So basically, if any of you know Latin, hit us up on Twitter <laughs> at Davy Portman so, at Braden Harrington because we might need an exorcist. We need to have uh, the the evil ridden from our homes. Um, so like I've seen the exorcist. I know what's what happens, and I'm scared. I don't want this going on in my house. I know I have this Ouija board welcome mat but I got it at a Halloween store last year and it's all dusty maybe we should just throw it out because now people I'm telling people this story and some of our friends are like hey let's get a real Ouija board let's do a seance it's October it's Halloween ooh spooky spooky no I'm not doing this in my home we're not doing seances. We're not poking the bear that is the paranormal world. I am not really uh, a believer in this kind of stuff. I like spooky things. I like scary movies. That's it. We don't need to. We don't need to go deeper into this. Like, if if these ghosts and entities or demons, hey boy, uh, like, why why do we need to? If they're real, why do we need to bring them in? I don't. I mean, want you, to. you do have good ones as well. Um, I don't know. I don't want any of them. So I'm not a believer. My dad and I don't used need to, to be a uh, do a lot of that sort of stuff. See, no, wait. And your dad did. My dad did, and he too. was in our home he with was... the chair, probably alone at some point. <laughs> this is not good, David. How do you think he entertained himself? Oh my god! Um, but yeah, he uh, apparently did it once with my like uncle and auntie and some other people, right? Like, doing a Ouija board. Sure. And it told my aunt to take my cousin Mark. To like the opticians, get his eyes checked. Okay. Weird thing for like a ghost to say. Okay. Um, he wasn't having any problems or whatever. Sure. And they found something growing on his eye that, if left, like he wouldn't have noticed it. Right. He was everything was fine, but if left, it could have turned him blind. Whoa. And this ghost told them to go. So there's... so we get nice ghosts. So it might be a like nice... Like Patrick Swayze yeah. and, and when he making the model thing. Like, there's good ghosts. Yeah. See, I need a ghost like that. Like, I need, like... Oh, maybe not Patrick Swayze. Maybe if a ghost like Demi Moore... Am Morris... I going to come back one day and just... There's a load of, like, pottery in the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Turns out it's cool ghosts. <laughs> um, what if it's not a cool ghost? What if it's a bad ghost? Well, you win some, you lose some. Like, dude, I'm not about getting ghosts. Like, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night to things moving around. Like, what if what if I come home and, like, the ghost does the dishes or something? That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one else is doing it, is it? <laughs> uh, All I'm saying is stay tuned for updates on uh, our haunted chair. Because, honestly, if, like, shit gets getting spooky, we're getting rid of the chair. Like, I'm not... I'm not living in a home here, the BDE, in Koreatown, Toronto, where it's haunted. But where are, um, maybe it's a Korean ghost. A Korean ghost? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that, that, 
It's possible. We need to start watching Korean horror movies. To no! Realize. No, because we know how to defeat, like, the regular, like, Christian ghost. True. We... Uh, I know how to... I've seen some crazy Japanese scary movies. I know how to get... Some... They're not all the same, Brayden. No, no. <laughs> so, a Korean, though, is not really my element, so... So, yeah, let's watch some Korean horror films. Uh, so we know how to defeat this ghost. If if the ghost brings us like trouble, I, I really don't want tr ghosts in our home. So it's a nice chair. It looks great in our hallway, but will it be worth ghosts and demons and all these things? Probably not. Mm. So uh, if we all of a sudden don't have a podcast anymore and we disappear, you know it was the ghost that got us. Just Maybe say. the ghost will take over the podcast, like <laughs> the demon. Hey demons, it's your boy. So basically, if we ever do an episode that you just don't really enjoy, it's it's <laughs> it not us. us. It, it's not are, us, not on forum. We're haunted, obviously. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, if paranormal activities start happening, I'm done. I'm out. So that's the story of our chair, our haunted chair. Um, we'll keep you updated. One little tiny thing, like a light turns on, I'm out. It's gone. When did your light burn out? <laughs> <laughs> my light in my room burnt out a few weeks ago, and it's still out. So, uh, that could be the ghost. Uh, actually, that could be the, around the same time you got the chair. <laughs> oh my god. That, that makes so much sense now. Mm. Dude, get rid of this fucking chair. <laughs> I'm over it. Um, so that's what's going on in our lives. Um, maybe we'll get, we'll watch wrestling with a ghost. Maybe it's a ghost of a Korean wrestler. If there's such things. Um, so other than that, uh, how are you? We're doing all right? Yeah, pretty good. Um, had a good night at work yesterday. Uh, it's my weekend now. Right. Um, I'm going to be interviewing AJ Kirsch later today. Right. Um, on WWE 2K. Yeah, to chat WWE 2K19, which I believe comes out tomorrow. Um, Excellent. Which I might get tomorrow if I can get hold of a copy. Sweet. Because um, we need to... Play. We need to create Sawyer Fulton so we can beat him in yeah, 2K19. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has that one character that they hate in video games because they some the, the computer somehow beats you. Mm. And Sawyer Fulton is that one from yeah. WWE 2K18. And, I mean, I, something tells me he's not going to make it in 2K19. I don't think so. I'm so, surprised he was in the last one. <laughs> so we either create Sawyer Fulton to beat up or we just find a new... Uh, scapegoat and beat on him. Who yeah. I, I I'm wondering who else is in the new game that shouldn't be in it, but is in it, and then we'll beat on them, and they'll beat us. The computer always beats me, anyways. I don't know. Not good at video games. <laughs> um, so check out the interview with that's yeah, coming out. I, It'll be on our feed. We'll at some either point. put it up separately sometime soon, <laughs> yeah. or uh, we might tag it onto a review of the game because I I am hopefully getting it tomorrow. Sweet. Um, so yeah, it would be good to do a little. Review of the game and uh, with the interview. Yeah, we will be playing some WWE 2K19 uh, in the near future, so uh, look out for our feeds and stuff like that. Maybe we'll try twitching it, even though we don't we know keep, how it works. We keep talking about that. We need to, like, actually... But now the game's coming out, so it makes sense for us to do yeah. it. Before, it's like, eh, eh. We also need to get that Spider-Man game. It looks oh, great. it looks so good. And Red Dead 2. I need to play Red Dead 1. But dude, I have PS3 with Red Dead 1. Play. I have the zombie one, too. It's crazy. The thing is, I don't have time. Yeah, exactly. It's who That's why I don't play video games as yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Time. Um, I spend my time doing degenerate shit instead. So yeah. it's, you know, it's what it is. The Red Dead 2 is going to be so realistic that when it gets cold, the horse's balls, like, shrink. That's yeah. how realistic Red Dead 2 is. Imagine WWE being that realistic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so look for that interview that you'll have. We'll be plugging that. Um, and then the second half of this show is Forever Young, and we're being joined by... Dahlia Black. Yes, yeah, so she, we'll be talking with her at the end of this episode, uh, halfway through, I guess you could say. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But right now, we should talk about this week's episode of NXT. NXT from October the 3rd, Full Sail University, the show starts off with Nikki Cross. She's in a boiler room or, or something. What it's, you, what? it's crazy Nikki in a smoky room. <laughs> crazy Nikki in a smoky room. Smell of wine and cheap perfume. Yeah, it was smoky. Maybe she was hanging out in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Cross just hanging out in a scary lit not lit like I say lit but like dimly lit what is with all these like arenas and stadiums and things that just have rooms full of smoke the, like Bray always finds it Undertaker always finds it they're all stoners dude <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker's smoking that urn you know what's in that urn it's ash dude come on um, Nikki Cross is here she's probably lit AF as well. She is talking all nonsense. She says she's had a lot of fun playing games with Bianca. And last time, Bianca, we didn't behave. So we need to go again. And this time, like, we'll get crazier. She talks a lot of nonsense in yeah. these things. But speaking of not behaving, I know. I know. I know! I know! And she starts screaming, and that's when I knew she really was high. Because uh, she just starts screaming, I know, and then it fades off, and it comes back to full sail. So, Nikki Cross is essentially threatening Bianca, saying she wants a rematch from their their, their no-contest mm. match a few weeks ago. And then now she's saying she does, in fact, know who took out Aleister Black. She's the key to unlocking the mystery of Black. Yes, so um, there's that. Still not into this at all. The this crazy Nikki Cross. Yeah, it's yeah. not really doing it for me. It just, and I feel it's too much now. I've said it before. Like, it's fine in small doses when it's part of, like, sanity. Yeah. It's now too much and just feels like like a school drama project where someone's told to play crazy. Yeah. I also, I seem to talk about teeth all the time. Her teeth are perfect, which just... Feels weird with the character because like her hair's greasy. She's like wearing dirty clothes, and then she's got these like beautiful white teeth. I have not noticed that. Yeah, they're I need nice. To stare at people's teeth they more often. I feel they should like fuck it up a bit. <laughs> fuck up her teeth a bit. Yeah, Nicky it up. Yeah. They're like, hey, your your teeth are too perfect. So that's like when you just watch to fit the character. It's just fair. Like put a bit of makeup on them or something. Like, like when you, you watch like... when you watch like a movie about old times and like it's starring you know some famous actor and their teeth are perfect. Mm. In like the oh, 1920s completely. or something. Or, like, what the fuck? Like in Breaking Bad, it used to be a comment about Jesse, considering he was such a, a meth head. Yeah. He's got gorgeous teeth, the gorgeous right. smile. The New Mexico dentistry. Is <laughs> um, Nikki Cross clearly goes to the same dentist as Jesse Pinkman, because they both have great teeth. 
Um, cuts back to Full Sail. Moronalo says it is officially the Road to War Games. So they're, they're already hyping up these War Games uh, takeover event. He says later tonight our main event will be EC3 versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, but first, our opening match, Candice LeRae versus Lacey Evans... Did I get that right? You did. All oh, right. I just it did show a, a clip of EC3, and I yes. thought he was trying on Halloween costumes. Yeah, he like, was he's wearing, wearing a jacket, like a pimp jacket. Yeah, yeah, with uh, these crazy glasses. He's wearing like a furry <laughs> thing, and he's working out. I don't know. Yeah, what was I that. just feel like he probably had a wardrobe of costumes, and so, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Nikki Cross is smoking the ganja, uh, EC3 was doing something else, <laughs> wearing that furry jacket. Uh, he was at a rave. Um, Candice LeRae versus Lacey Evans. Um, why is Candice LeRae's music more badass than Johnny Gargano's theme? I like Johnny's theme. I just put, though, this is new music for her. Yeah. I think they changed it. Her last one was awful. Why don't they just use the same theme? They're married. They're different people. Yeah, but, like, I, if, if I had a theme that I liked... And you'd insist on your wife having it? No, but if my wife was like, hey, your theme's really nice, why don't we both use it? Because we're a team, we're yeah. a unit, we're... They don't even share the same last name. They're not going to share the same music. Candice Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, this match starts off, the Lacey Evans, Candice LeRae. There's a weird botched like, jawbreaker or something like that, but I don't know if it was a botch. It looked pretty cool. Uh, it's one of Candice's moves. It just looked a little weird here. Uh, but Lacey takes the advantage of this crazy shoulder tackle, sending her flying. There's the Bronco Buster... And, like, a headlock where she uses her long legs to, like, put Candace in a, in a headlock with the legs. And then starts doing push-ups, uh, which is really heel. And pretty much goes with that character, that yeah. old-school uh, character here. Um, there's a huge step-up enziguri by Candace. Then a jumping off the top rope into a complete shot, which I thought was the, the finish, but it was not. Lacey kicks out at two. Um, this is where Lacey is backed into the corner and Candace is like on the uh, attack, and Lacey yells at her, "You're just a loser, like your husband." Damn. And this sets Candace off, and she starts wailing on her and attacking her to the point where the referee kind of pulls her off. But as she goes in to hit her again, Lacey connects with the women's right, knocking Candace LeRae out and pins her. Um, Lacey Evans defeats Candace LeRae. I don't know how I feel about this because I am supposed to feel like Johnny Gargano is like the the, the saving grace of NXT, the the hero, the the knight in in shining armor, and he's just trying to you know come on the be, return to the guy he was, and this is his wife, and she just lost to Lacey Evans. Clean. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of Mickey Mouse. I'm kind of like, am I is Candace? Am I supposed to care about her or not? Who am I supposed to care about? Well, it was, they kind of sold that... Um, yeah, it was the emotion took over yeah. as well. But we've seen that with Johnny, so I'm kind of done and with that. You're right, because they're trying to move away from that. from that with Johnny. They're trying to rebuild him and get him away from Champa. Like, yeah, so don't do it with... So it, I agree, it was kind of odd. I think it was just a way to see over. A, yeah, a way to get... Lacey a win I think they seem pretty high up on Lacey Evans right um and maybe if Kyrie uh defeats Shayna again at Evolution they're gonna need a couple of heels for her to go against sure it could just be a TV match but right. there's quite a long space of time between pay-per-views so okay that could be a, 
a reason to just I get just, her on a bit of a winning streak. I just feel like Candace, maybe she should be gaining a few wins here and there. I agree. Because, like, she's she's great. Well, she looks... She's, yeah, she's a vet. Like, she knows yeah. what she's doing. She looks so comfortable out there. I'm just not a huge Lacey fan. But she needs a bit of a character of her own, which isn't Johnny's... Yeah, part. so maybe you're right. Maybe she shouldn't be using her husband's music. Maybe yeah. she should step away from that and just be, like, a good wrestler, essentially. It'll get you over. The crowd's hot for Candace, mm. so... Um, the commentary team here are promoting next week's main event, which is the triple threat match for the North American title. Then we go to a vignette, a video package here with interviews and clips from all three guys, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet. Uh, Ricochet looks like Suge Knight's little kid, or like if Suge Knight had a mini-me, including the chains and everything, uh, or the chain, just one. Um, Pete Dunne says he wants to be champion of two continents. Um, because he, he, he's run through everyone in the UK, so he needs some, some new toys to play with. Adam Cole says that he will be the first ever two-time North American champion, Bay Bay. And uh, this is a cool video package. It's getting me pretty hyped for this match. Um, so that is next week. We quickly, they're about to go to break, and they throw together a Forgotten Sons video package. We come back from break. Tomasa Champa is doing one of his backstage self-filmed interview things that he does. He says, when you're at the top, they will always try to chop you down. They'll talk, speculate, and lie, and try to steal the spotlight. He says, Velveteen Dream is living in a dream world. You think I attacked Aleister Black. My advice to you, be careful. Keep your theories and accusations to yourself and stay out of the champ's spotlight. I am the guy who ended the fairy tale. And if you're not careful, I am the guy who will turn the dream into a nightmare. Obviously, he's a fan of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um, so then he shuts the camera off. And I like these self-tape promos he does. Right. Um, I'm not a fan of a lot of the, the selfie promos off the yeah, mobile phone. Yeah, I mean, phone. this they isn't did. a selfie. It's like it's he not, sets it up. And then... He sets it up. It's almost... <coughs> Yeah, it almost feels kind of like those sort of terrorist videos. Yeah, that's what, I mean? what I was going to say. Especially yeah, especially with his like kind of his camo, attire, like yeah. the camo and all. He looks that. like he's like, like a scary dude. Anyway. Yeah, like, he looks creepy um, and just like in an unknown location, just sets it up. Um, but it's <laughs> Velveteen Dream. I am coming for you. I will beat you. Uh, not like I understand what you're saying. But I think I'm getting horror movie. It completely it. Yeah. suits the character. Yeah. Um, it seems something this psycho would do, right? Rather than just like Baron Corbin walking down a hallway with his phone out. Selfie mode. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do. <laughs> that was the best Baron Corbin. Oh, it was a good impression, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Like Champa is supposed to be this the scary. Scary is the word because he's like dangerous and hostile. He's a kind of crazy. We don't know. And then he's doing these videos that obviously reminded you of those kinds of mm. things so it's clearly scary also the way he turned the tape off did you see yeah. how, like he kind he's of like, like mad started yeah he's it like turned it off shuts it off yeah it's, kind of cool. it's like a scary it's like a scary movie yeah um we go to three jobbers coming down to the ring and i'm going to try to get their names right here Vinny mixon yeah caesar rise yeah and tori kirsch I'm now remember one of those names because one day one of these three guys will possibly main event a WrestleMania. They'll retire the Undertaker once and for all. Will it be Vinnie Mixon? Will it be Caesar Rice? Or Tori Kirsch? Tori Kirsch. It's Tori Kirsch, Tori Kirsch. obviously. Um, 
they are the lucky ones to be going up against the Forgotten Sons. Now, I'm not saying this to be funny, but the name of this group is the Forgotten Sons. And as I was writing their names out, Steve Cutler, Jackson Reichler, Jackson Riker. And I didn't remember the other guy. I'm like, oh, Buddy Murphy. And then I'm like, fuck, what's his name? And I'm like, oh, that's funny, because their name is the Forgotten Sons. Uh, Wesley Blake, as the lovely graphic that pops up when they come down to the ring, reminded me. Uh, Steve Cutler is wearing a nose protector, because a few weeks ago in their match against the Street Profits, his nose was broken. Damn. So he's he's here in this match wearing this protector, because uh, he will not be forgotten this match is exactly what you think it is a squash Riker does uh basically tossing these guys around there's like a Uranagi from Riker which I thought was pretty cool was pretty huge yeah, yeah yeah um there's like a double team where they put one of the guys in the tree of woe Blake Wesley Wesley Blake <laughs> does a cannonball into the tree of woe there look pretty cool as well um there's this is where Wesley Blake just get, gets tagged in here and the match is still he, started, and he puts on an arm lock. He completely loses the attention everything. of the crowd. Like, everything. Full Sail are pretty, like, they want to enjoy everything. Yeah. They're into everyone, no matter whether they're bottom of the card, top of the card. They And they, they sit through a lot of taping. So it, I know people shit on the crowd a lot, but credit to them. They always keep hot throughout right, right. the show. He completely lost. This the was crowd. so stupid! Wow, what a stunning and amazing move—an arm hold. I thought, like, like why? I think Riker's really impressive. Like, I yeah. actually really liked some of the stuff he was doing. Yeah, and then and Wesley then Blake comes in. Like, I was watching it late as well. Yeah, uh, yeah just switch off. I think there were a few boos. Of course there was. It got quiet. It just got quiet. You hear people like, "What the fuck what are you is doing? this?" So um, Wesley Blake just has this guy. In a, in a, like, arm bar, essentially. Not even an arm bar. It's like, he holds it, he's holding it back a little bit. And, like, working the arm. Like, this was boring. Um, yeah. This is terrible. This is why you're a forgotten son. Because you're, do, you, you're doing this shit. Um, honestly, yeah, fuck you. Like, this was terrible. Um, it's very apparent why you're forgotten. Um, like, that's, I'm done. I checked out completely after this. I'm sure they did the DDT reverse stomp thing. Uh, oh, they Steve did. Steve Cutler tags in. I don't know. He be- basically did nothing. It's yeah. probably because of the nose. But yeah, yeah. like, um, but all I took away from it was, I think Riker could have a, a good future. Get away from these two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already um, done with this. Like, this or so have, it- him, have him do mainly singles with the other two as like I just his don't, cronies. I, I don't get but, it. Like the, the whole biker gimmick is shit already. You're already asking for failure. And then, literally, like, you ask me, this Riker guy starts the match, and then he does a Uranagi. So I'm like, hey, that looked pretty cool. Yeah. And then he does another move. Hey, that looked pretty cool. And then Blake comes in, and he's like, I'm going to do a rest hold on the guy's arm. I was like, no, fuck you, man. You're shit. And then Riker comes back in and does that, like, slingshot powerbomb, which looks great. And yeah, like, so Riker wins with a slingshot powerbomb, which is like, you know, bouncing the guy off the ropes makes it hurt more, obviously. Hey, whiplash. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what, like... listening to me week by week, you probably know, like, I'm pretty positive towards NXT. Wesley Blake, get your shit together, mate. Like, what are you doing? That was so boring. He's been at He's been here for... Yeah. He's been... He's been champion. And they were champions for a long time. They had good matches. They had good matches Um, when they were with Bliss and Murphy. You gotta... You gotta look now at what... uh, Yeah. Like, sorry, um, dude. They used to suck. Murphy and Bliss are doing, like... 
They're doing great yeah. right now. So they're not forgotten. I'm just saying, Wesley Blake, you can do better than that. Don't just do rest holds. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's not even commercials to like was, in this to like flick so to. Boring. It's yeah. I was watching it last night, uh, just after it aired, just a, not live, but and I was just like, Ugh, what is going on my phone? I was phone? watching this yeah. at about five in the morning. Yeah, so like <laughs> fair. Um, so there's me getting angry at slow rest holds in my professional wrestling. Jeez, I sound like such a millennial, I guess. But as I've said before, it's <clears throat> like I I've heard on Jr's podcast, like he hates the term rest hold because it's it's meaning something and it's he's. And I'm like, no, because what he was doing was a rest hold. And you know, the match just look, started. It didn't look fucking painful at all. It didn't anything. Whereas Pete Dunne can ground someone, like get their breath down, but looks vicious. And you're like, ah, that looks painful. And it looks meaningful. This like fucking holding someone's arm for three minutes. Yeah, it's Like shit. it's not hurting, you're just annoying me. It's hurting yeah. me. Change the channel is what it makes me want to do. Uh, we get a recap of Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane from last week, where it set up their their rematch, which will be at WWE Evolution. <clears throat> and now we have a video package of Shayna uh, basically training in her gym, and it's got clips of her saying that she knows about fight camps, and this one is a different fight camp because it shows clips of the Mae Young Classic from last year with their 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 matchup there. She says that the world has evolved. Women's wrestling has evolved. And at WWE Evolution, the world and Kyrie Sane will know that Shayna Baszler has evolved. She's saying she's learning all these new tricks to what beat I, Kyrie. What I took from it is like when she did the, the Mae Young Classic, she was training to be a wrestler, how we know wrestlers to right. be. And that's why she lost. Sure. And then it's showing clips of her, like, in the cage. Yes. And doing MMA stuff. And she's kind of saying, like, she's going to take more of her MMA yeah. into it, and that's how she'll win. She's going to box Kyrie up. Yeah. She's going to beat her up. How do you feel about that? Uh, she's not winning. <laughs> we not go to right. a backstage interview with Tony Nice. Did your... you know he has eight abs? He has eight. Yeah. He has eight abs. He counts them many, many times. <laughs> um, he says... He is here to prove he is the premier athlete of of WWE. He's here to take over NXT. I saw what he did there. He's here mm. to take over NXT. Oh, clever. No one's ever said that. Um, I like Tony Nese. And it's actually pretty cool to see people from 205 uh, come on I over. like these crossovers. Yeah. yeah. Also, Tony Nese is fantastic. I've seen him uh, on a bunch of indie shows before he got signed. And when he did, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. He's got eight abs. Um, Bianca Belair is backstage. She's being interviewed. She says she's not sure what's going on with Nikki Cross. Uh, she's not here to play games. I'm not here to play. I am undefeated. And if Nikki wants a rematch, well, I guess I'm going to have to embarrass her again. Undefeated. And walks off. So Bianca versus Nikki obviously will happen again. And I th feel like Bianca should... Uh, wipe the floor with Nikki and, and get that win. I can't remember if I've said this before, but I love on Bianca's Twitter, whenever she says undefeated, she uses got the, the clap, clap emoji. emoji. Yes, of course, you have to. You got it. Um, so now we go to our match, which, uh, in my opinion, should have been the main event of this yeah, week's I, episode. I was surprised when I saw there was more time after this match, because <clears throat> this felt like the main to me. Yes, it is the return of not Johnny Gargano, but the return of Johnny freaking wrestling. Johnny Gargano versus Tony Nice. Nice comes out 
And again, he reminds us that he is uh, eight reasons why he's the premier athlete, pointing at all of his abs. He's got a lot of abs. Um, he's got an eight-pack. I've got seven. Uh, I don't have a, a six-pack or an eight-pack, but I do have a keg. So <laughs> you tell me, ladies. Uh, six-pack or the whole keg? You tell me. Um, the match starts off here with uh, quick head scissors by Johnny. And, and but then gets ran into right away. Uh, Gargano goes for a clothesline to to clothesline Tony over the top rope, but they kind of weren't in sync, kind of like a little botch here. But it shows that both of these guys are legit professionals because Tony kind of realizes he didn't go over the top rope, so he quickly drops down, goes to the outside, and Johnny hits him with the suicide dive almost instantly. So shout out to both of these guys because their their in ring awareness here proves that they're they're fantastic. Um, Moro mentions that Johnny is looking more back to normal, the normal Johnny wrestling that we see. And then Johnny literally yells to the crowd, Johnny freaking wrestling! Uh, so, uh, very right on cue there, Moro. Um, Nice gets the control, hits a fireman's carry into a gut buster. Um, there's like this crazy athletic moonsault into the ring, but as he lands, he gets spiked by the slingshot DDT by Gargano, followed up by the slingshot spear, but all for a two count. Uh, nice does like the, the matrix counter and kicks up to his feet for a series of strikes, but Johnny counters with a super kick, but then gets countered into a tornado bomb, which gets countered into a sunset flip attempt, which gets countered into a Gargano escape, which gets countered into an actual tornado bomb into the turnbuckle. Damn. Yeah, I've I got... I literally wrote, damn, that yeah. buckle bomb. Damn! Damn! Uh, this was really cool. This don't whole push series, that button. Yeah, don't push that button. Uh, there's this, this whole series was really cool here, uh, but then Johnny does get tossed into the turnbuckle with the power bomb. Um, there's the cartwheel escape by Tony Nese off the apron, but gets caught by Johnny. There's a DDT attempt in the ring again, but he gets dumped by Tony Nese. And then, is it the frost... Furry flop? The Fosby. Fosby flop? I keep messing it up. I keep messing it up because I know they say it when Tyler Bate does it. Do you know what it is? No. Oh, it's the high jump. So in athletics, people used to jump like with their legs over it. And then there was... uh, No, I know what you're talking about. What's his name? Who basically jumped like that and everyone's like what's this crazy person Fosbury flop okay so what's this crazy person doing and then realize you can jump way higher uh, so that's what it's called well, Dick Fosbury nice well Tony does his best dick impression and <laughs> lands this move to the outside uh, really crazy takes the carcass of Johnny throws him in the ring hits a perfect 450 splash crushing the, the chest and incoming Gargano, he pins him, but Johnny kicks out. This this 450 was a thing of beauty. Beautiful. Holy shit. Um, so this gets him upset. He picks Johnny up again. German suplexes Johnny into the turnbuckle, but Johnny hulks up, super kicks Tony Nese, hits him with a lariat, turning him literally inside out, then locks in the Gargano escape and Tony Nice taps out. What a fantastic what a match. match on NXT here. Um, Johnny Wrestling then grabs a sign from the crowd that says, and he holds it up, Johnny freaking wrestling. I'm Johnny freaking wrestling. Um, this was great. 205 guys, if you got nothing going on, 
you should come on over to the promised land that is NXT because uh, you can have such standout matches like this. Because Tony Nese, like, well, oh, this was fantastic. I, I have not seen him in a little while. Like, I know he's uh, with uh, his his the cronies. The the the, the he's he has, no he's he's not he's even with them anymore. No, yeah. he's not with them. He's kind of just on his own. So good. He had like, a mini feud with Gulak, like. Yeah, sorry, that's the last thing. And he's done nothing since then. Uh, Yeah, so it was really cool to see him come in here and just like wrestle, essentially. So I always find commentary is kind of an indication of where they're going because there were definitely Johnny wrestling and Johnny failure chants going back and forth. But Mauro just goes, oh, this full sale crowd fully behind Johnny wrestling. So they're trying to get away from that kind of shade of grey Gargano he's trying to be Spider-Man like he's trying um, to be the hero like no no symbiote but like there were definitely there were a couple of boos yeah the there still is um, yeah. so it's yeah Johnny Gargano still needs a lot of building to be back to where he was before. I think so I think so it's, it's the Mickey Mouse I almost kind of... I kind of feel they should just have him off TV because I think he is a top a top baby face uh, I feel like if you have him at the next takeover, maybe in just a singles match against someone, and just have a good match like this... He needs to be bring... against someone, like, hated. Like, sure, yeah. Like, you can't have him against, like, someone like Dream yeah. or um, EC3. I know they're both tied up with other things, sure. but those sort of characters are liked. Um, he needs to be a, up against your kind of Seamuses, who no one gives a shit about. <laughs> no one does. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing that. You could bring in other people, like more 205 guys, for matches like this. It oh, just I'd love to see show, more It just kind of lets this. them... Yeah, it just kind of showcases both guys and shows that these guys are really good at wrestling. Um, so shout out Tony Nese, And especially man. with 205 being on the same night now. I know it comes before NXT, but right. it might make people go, Oh, that was really cool. I want to see more of what those guys are doing. Yeah. Uh, it was really, it was really cool. Uh, the Frosbury flop. What is it? The Frosbury. 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 Yeah. Frosbury flop. Nice. Um, the dick dive. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I know that. Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin, a video package here for the one-two team. Um, it's showing clips of them. Uh, basically, they're they're reunited, and it feels so good. The tag team is back on the market here, and. They say it shows clips of when they were having matches against each other on NXT. Remember those days? Mm. And then we fought. We started out as enemies, but now we've become friends. Danny Burch says that they click so well because both of them come from two different places in the world. But they they both had to fight and scratch and claw to get where we are and and if you want anything in life that is what you have to do because nothing in life is handed to you um and then it cuts to the takeover match where it was danny birch and oni lorkin versus undisputed era and uh he says that when they came out to that match they realized the crowd was was not behind them that night and if you remember recall that that match that is exactly it undisputed Mm -hmm. era is just so hot the crowd loves them even though they're the heels but that didn't stop them from going out and tearing it up. And then the crowd turned and, ha- and and was behind these guys. They were behind Danny and Oni. And he said that uh, he, he felt the crowd join them and, and be behind them. And he said, his, Danny says this is his favorite moment in his career. Obviously, this is yeah. such a big thing for him. Um, and he said, they talk about when, when Roderick Strong connects with the knee to Oni Larkin's head. And... This is crazy because it shows it in, in everything and in slow motion and all that stuff. It 
This knee from Roderick Strong to Oni Lorcan fractured his right orbital bone and his right cheekbone collapsed. Ugh. This is crazy. This guy's face got fucked up. Roddy, jeez. Um, so it's showing clips of that, then showing clips of him in, in the hospital and recovering. And uh, they go over the fact that we're just two average blokes. I want this to be their team name. <laughs> the two average two blokes. Two average blokes. <laughs> Better than the B team. <laughs> um, and now they're coming back. They're seeking revenge. They're going to be back on NXT uh, very soon. And I, in my opinion, that match was crazy. That match was fantastic. Mm. Uh, Y'all are wild if you didn't like Oni Larkin and Danny Birch versus Undisputed Era. Um, so book these two, essentially. This is just like a video here promoting them. This video did so much for them that... that it, <laughs> it made me want to re-watch their singles match against each other. I think they had two matches yeah, against each other. And one, both yeah. were really, really good. Hard-hitting And style, I think yeah. both are kind of forgotten about a bit because there are so many bigger characters yeah. and like well-known people on NXT that you forget about those matches. But they were insanely good matches. Uh, Can we just bring the Revival back? Because I want to see that. I want to see these two against the, the Revival. The, the average blokes yeah. versus the Revival. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, this video did so much more for them than anything they've done. Like, I mean, the match, obviously. But this video is so well done. It's making me feel sympathetic for them. Like, yo, you got a knee to his fucking it head. It made me feel they're going to have another title shot. Good, they should. Great. Yeah, yeah, they should. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this really well. Me it made too. me care for these two guys. And it made sense. It's like, why is... Why are these bald heads together? <laughs> and then it makes sense. You know what? That is a good idea. They should be together. Uh, so yeah, um, I, 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 I like I like where this is going. Um, we go to our main event of the evening: Lars Sullivan versus EC3. Lars comes out with his uh, his entrance, the shadow, the lighting, the the cool, scary monster lighting is all in effect. EC3's entrance hits, he comes down, but he runs to the ring and just starts attacking Lars. they brawling on the outside of the ring, and EC3 throws Lars Sullivan back first into the steps. And usually that sounds like a boring spot, but Lars' back is fucked up after this, yeah. and this is like the first thing in the match. Lars Sullivan's back is just ripped to shreds. It's not quite bleeding, but it oh, might as well be. It's bruised and welted up from getting thrown back first into these steps. Clearly something uh, didn't really quite connect the way it should have, and this looked like it really hurt five-star Lars here. Um, but it does not stop EC3 from attacking him. And Mauro Ranallo mentions this pretty much right away. He's like, look at his back. Yeah. His back is just destroyed from the steps. EC3 gets him back in the ring. EC3 just lifts him up, body slams Lars, then does his standing elbow drop thing that he always does. He hits an STO, but can't pin, not can't even get like a one count because you can't keep five star Lars down. Uh, EC3 goes for a German suplex, which looked really nice, just throwing. The, the monster here halfway across the ring. I mean, EC3 is pretty big as well. So he gets the power here to, to throw him with a German suplex, which looked pretty cool. Uh, then he goes up top and hits what I call the shit crossbody, uh, only for a two count here. But this is where all the things go wrong for EC3. 
Lars gains the advantage. They're fighting again on the outside, and he hits the freak accident Uranagi slam on the apron on EC3. He throws the carcass back in the ring, climbs up top, and as Mauro always says uh, on the commentary during Lars' matches, which is so fitting, King Kong is climbing the Empire State mm-hmm. Building, and he hits the flying headbutt, and five-star Lars pins EC3. And I have to mention that EC3 is bleeding, fam. When did this happen? Oh, boy, like, I don't know. I tried pulling I it back. Is, but yeah, I know he got cut, like, early, and then I it was, don't like, know. bad by the end of it. I don't think... It was definitely before the actual headbutt. Oh, yeah, so it was, I don't it was think like, it was, middle of the match. Yeah, yeah, so EC3, wipe yourself up. You bleeding. Um, he lost this match. Lars Sullivan puts EC3 to bed here. Um, in a clean fashion, I'd say. I mean, yeah. it was kind of a brawl. It was pretty fun. It was I, like about five minutes. But quite enjoyed this yeah, like, mini cool. feud thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the most I've been into EC3. Definitely. Um, like, I liked this. Minus I liked the, him the dream video the, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I assume that's the end of this little feud now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they should have probably put this middle of the show and Tony Nice. Johnny Gargano at the end. Yeah, um, I think so too. Just because it's Johnny but Freakin. not a bad match. Um, no, not at all. This was pretty cool. Uh, I I like Lars. Like I don't. I think he can he go good. somewhere. I yeah, like and he just keeps getting better. So good on him. Um, EC three. I'm not sure where you go with that. You could do EC three Gargano because there's still that history with EC three wanting yeah. that match um, from weeks and months ago, but. I don't know where you go with Lars here either. Do you go Lars Keith Lee down the line at a takeover? True. But yeah, that, that could be fun. So uh, it, it, there's a few possibilities. Yeah. Lars, like I would, I've always liked Lars now because he's just the best. He's five stars, but he's getting better. He's. I feel like he might he's be growing sweet. on people. Yeah, so. no, I like him. Um, so stay in NXT and don't get pulled up to the main roster just right away. Yeah, because like. I'm, I'm, I don't want to compare him to Braun Strowman. They'll give Strowman. him a dancing gimmick Ugh. in no time. Yeah, like Braun Strowman, my only issue with Braun Strowman is like, he's big and he's scary, he looks great. He's just, he's he, he's got that power slam and he's got nothing else. Like real shit, I'm sorry. I, I disagree. I'm not a huge Braun I disagree. Fan. I, um, I, I feel like Lars already has way more moves that are way cooler to watch. It's not all about moves. It's not, but the, the moves help sell your story. So when Braun is beating up Brock Lesnar, he hits the power slam three times and still can't pin him. Whereas Lars has like all these other moves he could do, right, to make it more interesting. Um, I, I would like to see Lars. I think you will see Lars in the main roster eventually, and he might he might tear it up. One thing I and this is going to sound silly. I hate it when wrestlers roar. Roar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it just, Braun does it, I hate it. But. Braun does it, but, like, Lars as well. Because they've also built Lars up to be, like, kind of intelligent when he's, like, in yes. the backstage. And yes. then he's coming to the ring and just, rah! It's like, humans don't do that. <laughs> he's not <laughs> a human. He's a freak. He's a freak. Yeah. He's a freak. Um, it's less of the roaring. Sure. He's also... Lars has more of, like... Because his music is, like, dun, 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 dun. It's, like, scary, yeah. you know? And there's the, the shadowy, the lights in the entrance. Like, he, he's definitely he's, supposed to be more scary. Like, not so Mike much... Mike Myers kind yeah, of he should be out. More, Yeah, he should be more like, like you don't know what, he, what his thing is. He, maybe the roaring shouldn't be, uh, should be pulled back, maybe. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. It's October, so I, I need to see some monsters in my <laughs> wrestling. So, we'll see the monster mash, I'm sure, with Lars Sullivan. 
But that is this week's episode of NXT. They announced that it will be Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair in two weeks. That match will happen. But next week, we will see the match everyone's wanting to see. The match that is highly talked about and highly promoted. Keith Lee versus Kona Reeves. Yeah. And a triple threat for the North American Championship, which, you know, seems fun. I do really like how they build, like, two and three weeks ahead. Yes, they tell time. me. They so tell you me know right now. every week, oh, this is coming up next. This is coming up yeah. next. Which um, is great. They should do, in my opinion, they should promote the NXT matches more on the main roster. I agree. Like, they, if this, if this triple threat match is happening next week... Like, I should be kind of hit over the head with it once or twice on I Raw. I agree. I don't get why they don't. They do it for... They'll advertise SmackDown matches on Raw. They'll advertise yeah. Raw matches on SmackDown. They'll show me that Holy Foley is still on the network and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Like, Tell me this match is show happening. Show me Ricochet, Dunn, you might get and more. You might get more, be, a lot more people interested I in it. I don't yeah. get why they wouldn't. Because I feel, I feel like NXT and the live events are one of the big draws for the network. Yeah. I don't feel people use the library a great deal. Yeah, I don't. Um, it depends on when I want to go watch older stuff. But yeah, they should promote it And more. show highlights of TakeOver matches or whatever on Raw. Sure. They should promote NXT. Mara, I think I so. Uh, but that is your main event next week. Triple threat match. Ricochet, Adam Cole, and Pete Dunne for the North American Championship. That sounds fire. I can't wait to watch um, that. Um, before we go to feedback, I've just got... Very few notes on this week's 205. All right, hit um, me. You got 205 seconds. 205 seconds. Uh, Jack Gallagher versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, Gallagher's gone back to short trunks. He had long trunks for a bit, now on short. Um, Tozawa has the whole beginning of the match. Uh, he goes for a suicide dive at one point, but gets distracted by Kendrick. And then Gulak grabs his feet. Um, Gallagher then takes the advantage for most of the match. Tazawa comes back, uh, Gallagher puts Tazawa on the top rope, goes for a superplex, but gets pushed off uh, whilst he's like trash-talking the crowd, and Tazawa gets the pin with the senton. Uh, the main thing is, after the match, um, Gulak grabs the mic and says that uh, this team is failing, so it's time for another PowerPoint presentation. Um, and it's slide 10, and it's saying there is no mercy, no place for weakness, no place for weak links, no place for former cruiserweight champions holding them back, no place for dead weight. Kendrick realises he's talking about him, mm -hmm. so attacks Gulak, but Gallagher jumps him, and they both beat him down. Found it kind of odd, because uh, Kendrick won his match in like 10 seconds last week, and Gallagher just lost, so it kind of made no sense that they picked on Kendrick. Um, they promo the Super Showdown title match between Buddy Murphy and Cedric yeah. Alexander. I think that match is going to be fantastic. Buddy Murphy's winning, especially in Australia. Buddy He's Murphy got has to, to win, win. and I think the this. crowd could be the crowd could be really hot for that. Uh, I I I really think Buddy Murphy should win that he match. Really I think that's the match I want to see the most, it's, it, which I'm is really super weird. For that match. Uh, like we were joking the other day, like, hey, should we wake up early and watch this Aussie card? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Like, part of me wants to watch Undertaker watch and, some of it and Triple H. Like, I want to see Taker Triple H, but like not really at the same time. Uh, but yeah, like, really, like that match and the cruiserweight match that's are the two it. I'm it's, excited that's about. Really, it. Um, and hopefully, it can really. Bring eyes to 205. I just like I uh, I just feel like an Aussie winning in a big stadium, stadium. in his he's from Melbourne mm -hmm. and he 
I don't know. It just does something for me. Like it just could do so so much for for this. It could, like, it just like, make it something so special. It, and it, but they're so like insistent on having them lose in the home. Yeah, towns. it's but a thing. Really, if if you've got a fucking sixty thousand seat stadium yeah. cheering this for Buddy Murphy go going crazy. People are going to go, whoa, what is this? What am I missing every week? Yeah, so and he should. He should. Uh, he really should win. I know, I know. We have a lot of Aussie listeners, and uh, and I feel like they would just go nuts. Like, I feel yeah. like it would just be really good. Completely. Completely. So, Aussies. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Um, Drake Maverick is interviewed by, backstage by Caleb Braxton and is asked on the condition of Hideo Itami and Mustafa Ali, who both were left, like, on the floor last week. Um, he says what Ali did was reckless this rivalry is far from over and when they have a match again it will be one you can't miss Um, main event of the evening is Kalisto versus TJP if you remember TJP took Lince Dorado's mask Uh, he's turned his back on the uh, Mexican tradition that uh, he was brought up with how could he he comes out wearing a Lucha House Party t-shirt mocking um, mocking the Lucha House Party. Bastard. It's very quick, just back and forth for the beginning of the match. Um, Kalisto does the worst attempt at a floss I've ever seen. Ooh, worse than me? Much worse than <laughs> you. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, it was awful. Uh, he does a... Uh, Kalisto goes for a suicide dive, but sees TJP move. And you know, like, Tyler Bate does the bounce off the shoulders? Yeah. Uh, he did it, but, like, sideways. So he bounced off the middle and top oh, rope. Oh, wow. Looked okay. kind of cool. Um, he then walks on his hands uh, and gets kicked in the midsection by TJP, who then locks in a scorpion deathlock and rips off the back of Kalisto's mask. Oh. You know, he has got, like, the dragon tail. Yeah. He pulls that off. Kalisto attempts a Mexico City twister, his, like, corkscrew body block off the middle rope, but TJP runs up at the same time and hits a Russian leg sweep Ooh. off the middle. Um, TJP goes for a swanton, but Kalisto moves... And hits a sit-out senton, followed by the Mexico City Twister. Uh, he hits his roll-through kick, followed by the Hurricanrana face plant to the mat. Um, victory bomb off the top rope from Kalisto for a two-count. Kalisto uh, goes for the Salida del Sol, but TJP drop kicks to the back of the knee and locks in his knee lock. I thought this was going to be the end of the match, but Kalisto gets the ropes. Uh, then TJP starts to try and rip off the mask of Kalisto. And Lince Dorado runs out uh, to save him, causing a distraction, and Kalisto rolls TJP up for the win. Distraction um, finish. Distraction finish, but uh, TJP isn't done there, and beats down Kalisto and steals his mask, oh. and runs out through the crowd holding the mask. So, I feel like we might be heading for a mask versus hair. TJP's match. not going to um, cut his hair. TJP will, I'm sure, face Grand Metalik next and take his mask as well. On his Instagram, uh, I saw him holding up the mask. Yeah. Like from last night. Right. And he's like, look, uh, I got a few party favors last <laughs> night because it's Lucha House Party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was very clever. Uh, um, but I like how they do it like... That they called it trophies. You know how serial yeah. killers have trophies, yeah, and that's yeah. what he's working his way through. Um, not the best two hundred five. Like I thought, the last couple of weeks were better, but some fun matches. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't go out of your way for this week. All right, thank you for your two hundred five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's go to our feedback. Uh, people post about NXT 205 and Mae Young all on this. Uh, we'll read the Mae Young ones when we uh, talk about that just a little later on yeah. in our second half of this show. But let's do some NXT ones. Forum.postwrestling.com. Always free, such as our shows. Forum.postwrestling.com. Uh, let's go to the Sean Hyron. He says, Nice versus Gargano was fire. I want to see more crossovers crossovers and have 205 guys come down for random NXT matches. The Lorcan and Burt segment was awesome. I wish the main roster did this kind of thing. It made me actually care about them. I think these guys will end up on the main roster with a question mark. Uh, I think he's asking me that. Yeah, yeah I don't know where Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch will end up, but for right now, they should just keep doing their thing on NXT. Maybe go to the UK. I think UK division could yeah, do with them. Possibly. Um I don't want to say bring them up to the main roster just now because no, there's I, just really I mean, look too many what's cooks. Happened to the revival yeah. and so many people. There's, <clears throat> the revival is really sad. They will yeah. they're getting lost on NXT, so they're definitely gonna be lost on the main roster. I think they're in the perfect place right, right. now, or move them to UK. Uh Chris from Melbourne, Australia. Hey, see, there we go. Uh, 205 uh, Tozawa versus Gallagher and Kalisto versus TJP were good matches enjoying TJP taking the Lucha House Party's masks finally there should be no way that Buddy Murphy loses his championship match at the MCG in two days time but it's WWE and they need heat yeah same pretty much what we said uh, I'm, I, this is the same I did a tour of this venue in Melbourne, because I met this guy from Denmark, and he really he read on uh, what's the website like travel things like Google, yeah, like the, where you search something and you're like, oh, I'm gonna TripAdvisor, yeah, TripAdvisor, right. and they give tours. So we went, and like halfway through this tour, I was like bored because I don't really care about cricket or right. rugby, and like I did went to the museum there as well, and that was cool. But then I was like, like I didn't want to tell this guy like. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore I'm done and he turned to me at some point and was like do you want to leave and just go get beer so I was like yeah so we tried to leave and this lady who was doing the tour of this, this venue was mad so we they had us escorted out what? yeah 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 I had to get escorted out of this <laughs> venue and this is where WWE this is where Buddy Murphy might possibly win the cruiserweight title here and it's huge right? yeah it's pretty cool yeah nice. I, I want I'm interested in seeing how it looks on TV mm. because it's gonna be a cool venue will it be opened? it's open dome Oh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks cool. Um, um, he goes on about NXT aces and eights in a trios match versus some jobbers. I'm sorry, but TNA ruined wrestling bikers <laughs> for me. Everyone now just seems like that to me. Yeah, why is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Aces and eights, it's the same shit. It's just like Wesley Blake. Look, Wesley Blake, the forgotten son, and Buddy Murphy, who's who of wrestling. Uh, Henny Omega. Ooh, I remember who that is. My friend from Chicago. Uh, the saint here. Uh, miss you guys. If I ever get off my sickbed and find my way back to Toronto, we'll play. We'll pay good old MJ Watson a visit. Anyways, I'm like five episodes behind on NXT and haven't even cracked the MYC open because I'm a fake wrestling fan and I wait till the week before TakeOver to binge watch the shows on the network. But alas, what network exclusive tournaments would you guys like to see next? In my opinion, a true revival of the King of the Ring taking place at Full Sail would be dope. Thank you, 
Henny Omega. Um, yeah, um, I, I like the, the tournament things on the network. I think the Mayan Classic is really cool. The Cruiserweight Classic is really cool, but now they have 205 Live, so it just does not make sense at all. Mm. Uh, the, the thing about the Mayan Classic that I really like is how it's really world wrestling entertainment. You're getting the, yeah. these women from like all over the place. You're getting people who are like, this is the first ever Portuguese wrestler or whatever wrestler, and it's super cool because it's just, that's... Really fucking cool. I I know we've got the Dusty Classic, but that's more for people NXT. already in NXT. Yeah, I'd like to see a like a world tag team tournament sure, done sure. like the May Young Classic. Then they should maybe make the Dusty thing a bit bigger than it already is. Yeah, I know. mean that's how uh, Gargano and Champa started. Yeah, they were brought exactly. in solely for the Dusty Classic, right? right. Um, and was signed like way after that. Yep. Um, so. but yeah, I'd like to see it done in the same style. Um, a tag tournament. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, and if he says that maybe one day he'll come back to Toronto, uh, do it. Well, uh, come to Toronto, visit. I mean, hey, SummerSlam in the six. Hopefully, we get a lot of people coming yeah. uh, to Toronto to to visit us. Just just us. Yeah, uh, and John away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll be planning some things for that weekend in the far future. But stay tuned. Uh, you're next. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jesse from the six. Six, six, six. You all have commented in recent weeks on the weirdness that is Lacey Evans' character, but even beyond the question of is she just nostalgic or does she actually believe the year is 1952, <laughs> she's weird. First, she's a lady from a previous generation. She has accused Candice LeRae of not standing by her husband. Does this mean Evans believes women should be housewives? If so, then why is she a wrestler? Ooh. Second, this seemingly out-of-date mentality is contradicted by her finish, A Woman's Right. What the hell is with this name? I get it's a pun, but a woman's right to what? To choose? Is Evans a heel because she believes women should have the right to an abortion if they so choose? What the hell kind of Republican propaganda is this? And lastly, why is her right hand so devastating? She's not a giant like Big Show. Did she used to box? Does she have shrapnel in her hand, a la Lex Luger, from serving in the Marines? And there's another thing. She actually was a Marine. Not a fake one like Cena or The Miz, but a real-life Marine. How you can't get a real-life Marine and mother who came from a troubled family and whose father died of a drug overdose over to an American crowd as a face, I don't know. Take care. <laughs> Clearly, Lacey Evans has obviously offended Jesse from The Six here because he wrote out this well-thought-out uh, novel here. But as so it deserves, he's spot on in everything he says, as he always does, because he is an intelligent man. Uh, thank you, Jesse from the Six. Um, yeah, uh, I miss you. Um, yeah, um, he's right. Everything he said is true because yeah. it's like it's so fucking weird character that it's so it's, all over the place. It's just a half idea, and that's it the is. problem with like all the things you've brought up. It's a half idea. You've seen that. That picture of, you know, the woman with her arm yeah, up, and it's like, it. let's go with that. Yeah. And then, I haven't quite thought anything else. I don't get it at all. Yeah, because I didn't like when she she's like, oh, you should st you stay behind your man, or whatever like that. Like, he's right. So, I don't know. This is not one of my favorite characters, definitely. I am not high on that at all. I feel like she'll go far, but she's going to drop the character eventually. To a, to a point. Yeah. They're going to push... Uh, the fact that she was a Marine. They, they do. They mention all these things. They do mention she was she's a mother once or twice. Um, they could go down that route as well. But, you know, Roger Strong was a father. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, I agree with Jesse from the Six. Thank you, Jesse from the Six. 
Um, we got another one here. Evil. Evil. The actual evil. Uh, NXT was overall good. I guess Candace saw the difference between Bailey and Becky on the main roster and went for the more badass look in her tights. Lacey Evans' finisher needs some flash. Maybe she should just steal the lightning fist. Oh, it's terrible. Have you seen it? The lightning John fist. John Cena's new move that he's learned in China. I think Jackie Chan talked yeah, to him. It's no. fucking abysmal. Oh, I can't wait. I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> I'm a huge Jackie fan. He, like, powers up, like, crosses yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have And then, that. like... Punches to like the side of the face. Oh, I love it. Oh, as much contact as his five knuckle shuffle does. Yes, it's, it's brilliant. I can't wait to see that then. Um, both hype up segments are great. Bianca is an amazing promo. Agreed. I could give zero shits about the bikers, five star Lars, or EC3. I enjoyed the May Young Classic as well. The we, main event was fire. Yeah, I think it. we went through that, or uh, we will go through that. Yeah. Um, he says two of five was okay. <laughs> main event kind of dragged. Um, Jalen from Pickering. Uh, look at the ring general, Five Star Lars getting the best out of EC3, who's tanned so much he's become the same colour as his hideous fur. NXT's been weird for me lately, and I think it's because of the gap between takeovers. Yes. The programmes for the next takeover either haven't started yet or are in very early stages, so the stories are lacking. Hopefully we can get some clear direction for the big players in the next couple of weeks. I also think it's time for the next step in this Alistair Black story. Hopefully Nikki or Regal drop something juicy. Maybe something after Nikki's match next week. Promo packages were great though. I haven't heard the word legacy that much since it was the name of a faction. Yeah, uh, the Nikki Cross, Alistair Black, William Regal thing has kind of gotten boring. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about it. Just Let's just go. Let's just move on. We want, yeah, we want clues. Okay, Nikki knows something. Drop, a, I know. drop some clues. I know. And then this week, I know. Like little know. things we can eat up online. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I agree with Jalen from Pickering. Carlos from sunny Scotland. Just NXT for me this week. Liked all the promo work. Makes a tag team or a title match seem much bigger. Gargano Nice was amazing to watch and makes me think of all the five-star matches Gargano could have with other 205 guys on NXT. I may get heat, but I like Evans, except she needs a better finish. But each match, she looks better. Six-man tag was okay, but looks like we have a new Reigns in Jackson. The way they positioned him in the, as the quiet muscle, like when the Shield debuted. Also, five-star Lars with a headbutt. Money. Question. NA title match. Pete Dunne mentioned being a two-continent champion, so how cool would it be to see him win, then debut on Raw for the IC title to be technically the world champion. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, yeah, how funny would that be if he's got all the... He just starts walking... How many titles can he fit in his in mouth? His mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be cool. I don't think... I think Ricochet should keep it and then maybe... I feel like Adam Cole should be in that slot for that title again, but I don't know. Maybe Adam Cole goes for the main uh, eventually as well, so... Um, we got some more here, or one more here. We got a uh, few. Two. Uh, JT Grizzle. I was expecting nothing from EC3 and Lars, and I'm so shocked with how well they work together. EC3 swarming at the start made for an impressive beginning, and once Lars had taken control, there were more than enough hope spots to get me invested. How they managed to be that good after such a great match between Nice and Gargano is beyond me. Also love the North American triple threat build and the Lorcan and Birch profile. I want to point out that the Forgotten Sons aren't actually bikers, they're supposed to be military vets, as two of them actually are. But since debuting on TV, that part of the gimmick has basically completely been dropped. Mm -hmm. On the house show circuit, they were aligned with Lacey Evans for a while, playing off her military record. 
Unfortunately, you can't have a heel group of military vets, so now they look like Sanity and Aces and Eights had babies and forgot to buy the motorcycles. It's just a bad gimmick, whatever it is, though. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, their jackets are are biker jackets, and then the the back of them, sit, you know, the ba bikers mm. always have cool jackets with the cool logos, like a mm. devil or whatever on the back. It says, Forgotten Sons, and the logo that they use is the shadows of their backs. Is the silhouettes of themselves. Right. That is ugly as fuck. No real badass biker or whatever they're supposed to be would have that as their logo. So they look back and the, the back of their jackets is them looking back. It's so stupid. I now know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Uh, do they sell Forgotten Sons jackets? I hope so. You can make custom ones. Yeah. We should get ones that say BDE on it. Yeah. Uh, NXT uh, sorry this is PJ River our last bit of feedback here Gargano versus Nice was excellent Nice's style of wrestling was closer to what he did during the Cruiserweight Classic I think Gargano can have a 5 star match with anyone even my granddad I did not watch EC3 versus Lars that that came after that I bet it wasn't great <laughs> uh, it, wasn't it was fine it was alright yeah. come on PJ River come on um, yeah I, I thought this week's episode of NXT was quite fine uh, there's been better. There's been definitely way worse. Um, so that's it. Forum.postwrestling for all the feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com, that is. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all our so talk. So thank for you for your feedback. And we'll uh, be joining you in a couple of seconds after a little bit of lovely music. Well, we got. What's another song that has Young in it? You're about to find out. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Here is Forever Young. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Davey Portman here alongside Braden Harrington and we're joined again this week by Dahlia Black for this week's edition of Forever Young. Dahlia, how are you today? I'm good. I'm a little bit ill, but I think we all are. It's I think, that time of the year, isn't it? I think Braden probably gave it to you from the, the last week we did with you. Oh, yeah. Um, through some, making, somehow, through, through, the, through the headphones. He blames and me for everything. Everyone yeah. blames me for getting them sick. Listen, I'm innocent. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> well, I need someone to blame, so. Yeah. Um, how was Italy? Oh, it was absolutely lovely, man. I drank you? a lot of wine. I ate a lot of cheese. I got sunburnt. All the things that you should do. Oh, I also got, uh, so we hired a boat and we went out to the middle of Lake Como. And nice. um, George Clooney's house is there. He's got a house there. Whoa. Did you so, say hello? Uh, yeah, well, I stripped naked and I stood at the, the end of the boat and I basically screamed George for about a minute straight and he never came out. So. I feel like all of us would do the same thing in that position. Maybe that's how, yeah. that's how Stacey Keebler got him for a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> So, yeah, no, I was, I was hoping to get a, a, a glimpse of him, but nah, no, no, no such luck. He's busy making, what are those, Danny Ocean movies? Oh, know, Ocean's or, Eleven. Yeah, probably, I thought you meant he's, hasn't he got a gin or a, or a wine or a whiskey? I'm or sure something? he does. He's probably I, got all of them. Or cigars, maybe. Ooh, that's not Coffee, he doesn't, like, 
Cafe Neuro or oh, yeah, Nero's Nero's Russell, Russell. Yeah. Cafe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a busy guy, our George. He's not with Keebler anymore, though, right? No, oh, he's married. Oh, he's married to Amal. Well, you know, right. not Stephen Amal. But, uh, <laughs> it is Amal. Yeah, that's her name. I think. Well, well how, how long were you in Italy for? That sounds uh, wonderful. Uh, just for a couple of days because because I work in hospitality. You know, I can't always take weekends off and right. uh, work by the Chelsea Stadium. So we had a big Chelsea game on. That so sounds it's kind horrendous. Of like, Why would you put yourself through that? Well, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I love Hospo. I think it's No, I mean Chelsea crazy. fans. Oh, I don't have a choice <laughs> where I, I mean, like, who comes in or not. They're all right, you know. They're like, oh, yeah, you're all right, goose. But they're all really polite, so. Yeah, I must admit, at work, because um, obviously culture's different here with hospitality. It's all like uh, yeah. tipping culture. So... My heart does sink every time I hear that, like, oh, you're right, mate, how's it going? I'll have a Heineken, because it's like, cool, <laughs> I'm going to make no money off these brands. It is, literally, it's... and they, they buy a beer, and they, like, get this massive wad of cash out, and then they, like, give you a 50 to pay for, like, one round of pints, which is, like, 16 pounds, and then um, they, like, well, sometimes they pay, they pay in less, or sometimes they pay in, like, change, and then they just stand there holding their hand out, and then you just like put that little twenty p, yeah, just back in their palm in the hand, and you're like, and they'll wait there, they'll wait there for it. And it's just like it's twenty p, mate. Just fucking let me have it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing to do is is to give it in pennies, give them twenty pennies. Yeah, yeah well, and at the, at the end of the day, we're all like, what's well, a many, penny? How much? It's like how much cent. tips did you make? And you're like, oh yeah, well, I made a one pound seventy. It's ridiculous. No one tips. Fucking hate it. Yeah. It's not the best back home for that sort nah. of thing. Nah. Um, Tip your waitresses and waiters, yeah. people. Absolutely. Uh, they're the people that make the world go round. We don't have pennies here anymore, though. So that's no, good. yeah, they, they got rid of uh, pennies in Canada. So it's when? the smoothest is a nickel. Like years ago. I um, and I think they're talking about even getting rid of that. They're so like, it's... We don't want small change. No one wants to rock, walk around sounding like a jingle. So it's like, get rid of yeah. all the small change. And then everything's digital anyways these days. The yeah. tap and all that. But I think they should mark it by, like, if you drop it on the floor, if you could be bothered to pick it up. So, like, if I drop a 5p on the floor, I'll be like, mm, fuck it. Yeah. Like, you can't be bothered picking that up. So, I just get rid of 5ps. Now, did you have time to watch wrestling in Italy? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I was on holiday. <laughs> I always remember as a kid going away on, like, holidays <laughs> or vacations... And I purposely would be like sad that I wouldn't be able to watch wrestling. Now I'm older and I'm like, I'm not watching wrestling. I'm going on vacation. Unless yeah, the vacation legit. revolves around the wrestling, which usually yeah. tends to. Yeah. Which is sad, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess because uh, we, uh, the week that we got back was the Wembley show. So, well, the weekend that we got back. So we had uh, Progress had their Wembley show on yeah. oh, Sunday. Did you go? I did, yeah. And I saw Hogan as well. You saw Hulk Hogan? No, <laughs> Mike Hogan. Mike Hogan. <laughs> Is that one of your um, friends? Right? Was he? Yeah, he's the one staying with us soon. Uh, was he lovely and sober? And... I, thought, I knew you were going to ask that. It was one of um, those two I things. He was, he was relatively all right when I saw him. I didn't get to see Laura, but it was how, lovely seeing him for a little bit. How was the Wembley show? Progress it was Wembley. Fucking mad, man! It was um, just a crazy ass atmosphere. I only did the first two matches. And then I went and just watched the show up on the bleachers, just ordering beer after beer, having a great time. Nice. I know uh, Benno from our like uh, 
sister podcast, British Wrestling Experience, was uh, there. And they've got their podcast up this week with a, a full review. So make sure uh, everyone goes out yeah, their way to listen to great. that. I need to watch it. Um, I know they're putting the, the main event up for free. Um, that was and Walter Tyler and Tyler Bate. Because there was a problem with the runtime and a lot of people had to leave to get their trains home. So... Uh, once that's dropped, make sure you go and watch it. Apparently, it was a fantastic match, um, and you were there to see it. Yes, hell yeah! It was um, just absolutely insane. Like, I think my my favorite match was probably um, Pete Dunne and Dragonoff. Okay, I absolutely loved that match. Uh, the tables, ladders, and chairs match. The boys had a bit of a hard time because the tables weren't breaking. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, it was. But but overall, it was just a fucking fantastic show. And you know, like it's it's such a, a incredible thing to to say that Progress was able to perform in Wembley, in Wembley Arena, and they got yeah. like a little plaque as well, and oh, saying like, congratulations for running one of the like the biggest wrestling show in 30 years in European history. So or well, independent, anyways. But do yeah, you think they'll I do it again? Oh, fuck no, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, anyway, as we're uh, now on the subject of wrestling, let's go into this week's episode of the May Young Classic, where we're kicking off round two of the tournament. Uh, the show starts with Tony Storm versus Hiroyu Matsumoto, also known as the Lady Godzilla. Um there's a little promo package before the match starts, and it's basically highlighting that these two know each other very well. They've both wrestled each other numerous times all over the world. Um, but there's quite the age difference here. Tony's very young. She's only 22, and she's extremely experienced for a girl her age. And against uh, Matsumoto, who's 33. So an 11-year gap there. Um, yeah, but, but Tony uh, Tony debuted when she was 13 years yeah, old. Yeah, crazy. it's crazy. So Madness. Absolutely madness. Um, so collar and elbow tie up to start the match and trading wrist locks back and forth. Uh, they're both very, very easily, sorry, evenly matched to start with. Um, like there's a stalemate. They're both kind of, uh, yeah, just matching each other. Hold for hold. Um, Storm offers her hand, uh, to Matsumoto to show like, Hey, yeah, we're, this is cool. This is going well. We're both quite even here. Um, she shakes her hand, but then gets kicked to the stomach by Matsumoto. There's a missile drop kick uh, from Hiroyu. And then Matsumoto blocks a vertical suplex attempt and hits one of her own uh, for the first two counts of the match. This is where the crowd starts. Dueling chance says, let's go Tony and Hiroyu. Chance back and forth. Matsumoto runs at Storm and gets hit by a released German suplex, followed by a running hip attack to the corner. Uh, this is where they start trading forearm, forearms and slaps back and forth. Matsumoto goes for a powerbomb, but Tony rolls it into a pin attempt, but gets picked up and reversed into a kind of uh, a version of the Boston Crab. It's the one that Samoa Joe often does, where mm -hmm. he's more grabbing like the quads rather than the ankles. Um, and then she transitions that into a single leg Boston Crab. crab. Matsumoto then hits a double knees to Storm. Uh, from the top rope, a uh, headbutt followed by a released German suplex from Storm. Uh, this is where Matsumoto hits a rock drop and goes for the pin, but Storm manages to get the foot on the rope. Uh, the rock drop is Matsumoto's finishing move that she won uh, round one with. Teardrop suplex. Kind it's of teardrop thing, yeah. suplex, Rockers. yeah. Um, there's a sliding D to Storm. 
Then Matsumoto hits two clotheslines holding the wrist, uh, kind of like the Rainmaker without the twist at the beginning. She goes for a third, but it's countered into a jackknife pin with a bridge for the three count. She should have. She should have had the rainmaker with the twist. If yeah, she didn't, she didn't do the twist. She did count. maintain that wrist control. She though. did did contain the wrist control, but it was not enough. And Tony Storm with the little sneak pin there, the O'Connor roll essentially, and and beats her. I I, I thought the finish uh, got me by surprise, so I kind of really liked it. Um, I thought Tony Storm was going to be the one to. To, to go over here, and I, I was right, but mainly because I'm madly in love with her. Um, but I thought this was I thought this was a lot of fun, especially for the opening match here. Yeah, great opening match. Um, both very experienced in what they do. Yeah. Um, what did you think about this, Dahlia? It was absolutely brutal. I think it was an incredible opening match. But... Oops. Ooh. Sorry, I dropped her. As long as it wasn't my co- as your coffee on my zebra carpet, then we're okay. There's enough stains on your zebra card. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to know what stains. Uh, anyways, um, Hiroyo is absolutely brutal. Like, if these Japanese girls, I would be terrified to be in the ring with any of them. So that's probably why they put Tony in with Hiroyo because, I mean, I feel sorry for anyone who would would have to. But, like, I mean, Tony's wrestled in Japan many a time before she's super used to these girls absolutely beating the shite out of each other um there seems to be a thing in japan where because you see this with asuka they they look like a lot of fun sort of big smiles all this color all these ribbons and then they just kick the absolute shit out of you yeah i love it rather than just like growling and looking mean it's like almost scarier how just happy they seem (laughs) yes yeah it's 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 terrifying and like the only Japanese wrestler I've wrestled was Kairi uh, oh. she was Kairi Hojo at the time but like uh, Kairi Sane and Tony and I were actually tagging um, and she knocked the shit out of me so <laughs> but like it's obviously, like obviously Tony gave it back you can see that Tony's laying it in as well but Hiroyu was just it's fucking all very everything. snug yeah the, the top rope drop drop kick like looks like like Tony's neck like snaps back almost it was just fucking madness it's almost painful for me an ex-professional wrestler to watch because I'm just like fuck any of this (laughs) (laughs) um we go on to our uh next match of the evening which is Casey Catanzaro versus Rhea Ripley obviously you uh you watched the show with us uh where Casey made her debut um Mm -hmm. So this is kind of telling the same story as they did last time. It's a big size difference um, and sort of massive personality difference as well. Casey's very much smiley, very much your classic baby face. And Rhea Ripley is kind of this more hardcore, rocky, um, doesn't really smile much, doesn't give a shit about anything. Um, She's a monster too. She is a, she's, yeah. Um, they also say that she's best friends with Reina Gonzalez, who Casey beat in the first round. So they're making out that maybe they've been chatting and uh, talking strategy to how to beat this uh, Casey Catanzaro. Um, the match starts again with Ripley refusing a handshake. Uh, there's a big shoulder tackle from Ripley. Casey goes for a leapfrog but gets caught uh, in sort of a Samoan drop position, but Casey struggles out of it. There's a handstand Harakarana off the top rope from Catanzaro. 
Uh, Ripley takes Casey down with a load of kicks, goes for a vertical suplex, and gets rolled up for a two count. This is followed by a big drop kick from Ripley. Uh, now Ripley is just ragdolling Casey, throwing her all the over all over the place. Hits a drop kick to the face and this big forearm to the back of the head of Casey. Um, this is where the chant, uh, the crowd start chanting uh, Rhea Casey chants. Both um, both very popular with the crowd here. Uh, there's a delayed vertical suplex from Ripley to Catanzaro, um, and then she locks in a modified Texas Cloverleaf. Um, she's kind of facing the other way while holding her. Uh, she then starts trash-talking her, going, you think you belong here? Um, and this is where Casey makes a comeback. She hits a round-the-world DDT, uh, the kind of Rey Mysterio style, where you're just flipping all over the place. Over this, uh, this looked great. Uh, considering that she's been training less than a year, like some of the stuff she does is pretty impressive. Um, Ripley then goes to the outside to regroup, but gets hit by a corkscrew crossbody. Uh, Casey then goes for the springboard second rope drop kick that we saw her do in the first week, but she gets caught up in the ropes and falls down. So Ripley starts beating down on her. Um, Casey manages to escape and goes for the maneuver again, this time hitting it. Uh, follows this up by a splash for a two count. She then goes for a handstand Rana, but gets stopped um, by Ripley and kicked to the midsection. Upside down. Upside down. It uh, was so cool. I loved that. Um, and then this gets followed up by the Riptide, uh, Ripley's finisher. The pump handle powerbomb. For the three count. No, that looked cool. I like I like her finisher, the the Riptide. I didn't. I remember thinking uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Rhea Ripley the last time I watched her. This time I watched her, I'm like, wow, this girl should be like a big star in WWE. Like just the size Hell alone, yeah. her look alone, like she's she's got that like uh, like she's like very aesthetically pleasing to the eyes of a wrestling fan because like she's she's got that monster kind of look. But she's also got the the cool like rock star vibe going on, the evil yeah. rock star vibe. So I. I don't know. I think I'm changing my opinion on her because I know I wasn't a huge fan of Casey. Uh, I still am not, even though you know she's she's like the rookie here. So I'm not gonna kind of shit on her for her her lack of experience. But even she looked good. She did a cool corkscrew that DDT. Uh, clearly, like she's been trying really, really hard to get mm. really good. at I mean, this. think this is less than a year. Yeah, in. there's no way I think... could do any of this in in five years. So keep her in the yeah. PC and make her way up to NXT. Yeah. She, yeah. She's going to be fantastic, I think. And I think the right woman won. Yeah. And we don't really have um, in the company many of those sort of high flying women, uh, like the kind of Rey Mysterio. We got the the genius of the sky. So, uh... <laughs> but I'm talking in like sort of main WWE, right, not right, this right, tournament. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, I think she's got a bright future, but you're right. I uh, Ripley impressed me a lot more this week. Yeah. And similarly, we don't have that many characters like her either. And uh, I think, yeah, she looks fantastic. She looks deadly. Um, and we need some strong heels for the rest of the tournament. So, And I think she's one of the strongest yeah. we have. So I was in the same... I was around about the same... Uh, not era... I don't know. I'd say so. I, so Demi, I know her as Demi. Um, wrestled in Australia, and when I was in New Zealand, and I came over to Australia quite a bit. So we were in the the same scene, and like seeing how much Rhea has changed. She has put on so much mass, mm -hmm. and like her demeanor is rock esque. She's like the Rock with these the eyebrows and the like. It's almost. Um, 
like is watching it for me it's it's very very masculine but also very flirty right so i'm just having all like all this confusion and like deep inside i'm just like am i in love with her <laughs> uh, am i sexually attracted to this woman but it, it's she's obviously she's changed so freaking much and she used to be this tiny little thing really so, like long blonde hair yeah yeah go, go online and search like demi bennett um because that's when they when they first took her and obviously she didn't she used to wrestle under demi bennett mm-hmm. and she was just so teeny tiny oh, and, fine, and, yeah. and like it's incredible how much she's changed and there's yeah yeah cutesy but the way that she acts now, there are no women like that. We're so used to women who want to be cutesy and pretty and right. badass, but so, so beautiful. Where Demi's doing this kind of like fucking, uh, I'm not trying to be beautiful. I'm trying to be fucking tough. And like, yeah. I'm, she seemed badass. Uh, she's just so mad. But also, it, and... it doesn't seem put on. Like, so many people no. you see try, oh, I'm going to do this badass, like, rock gimmick thing. And, and it's just so, it so doesn't suit them. You can see they're trying yeah. to do it. Because... You kind of, it's like when I try and be like cool street or whatever. It's like it's just not gonna work. Like it just yeah, doesn't and... suit me at all. And even if I try, like you just can't. Um, I, well, I think she's a real badass though. Uh, also, yeah. she she yelled in this match because like that Casey is like flying around, jumping everywhere, doing all these crazy flippy shit, and Rhea Ripley finally like catches her or something and goes. You stupid spider monkey. Spider monkey. <laughs> so, so Australian. But the yeah. thing is, is that like she is so Australian, and it almost kind of ruins it when she opens her mouth. I know that sounds horrible. <laughs> no, it makes me like her like, more. You stupid spider monkey. It was just really. It I, made I, me laugh. I mean, I like that. It's, it's. I, I said it on uh, an NXT uh, review a few weeks ago when you had uh, Trent and Tyler talking, and I, I like it when I hear slang from back home like yeah and they're just like oh yeah sound lad mm-hmm. instead of like just trying to do the like the british butler gimmick or in australia just coming out as steve Irwin or whatever which like 10 years Rest ago 10 years ago that would have been an australian gimmick would be wearing a hat with corks around it and yeah that's like true. now it's sort of you're actually seeing kind of real people from those places of the world yeah um that brings us to our next match, which is Lacey Lane, the hometown girl, versus one of my favourites of the tournament, Tainara Conchi. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you laughing at that? <laughs> Just okay. Do you want? Okay. Go for Tainara it. Tainara Conti. It's not Conti. It's Conchi. I always Conchi. say Conti. But... It's it's spelt Conti, but listen to them. They're saying Conchi all the well, time. It doesn't help with my accent because it just sounds like I'm saying the C word. <laughs> <laughs> What's the C word? Cunt. Oh. <laughs> um, so... Are you you pushed me to it. <laughs> it's your fault, Brayden. She's from that part of the world. I've never used that word in my entire life. <laughs> Yeah, no, Americans and Canadians don't like it, do they? Oh, I love it. I've, I've, I'm, a, I'm a well-traveled uh, lad. I've, I've, we had I've... a lovely conversation with my dad about the word last week. Oh, yeah, we? yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fantastic. I had to a vendement from where I'm from. But yeah. anyways, uh, Tainara Conchi. Conchi. And Lacey Lane. Lacey please. Lane. Is the, um, so it's showing in the video package beforehand, it's... Um, it's showing when they're revealing sort of who they're against in the next round <coughs> on stage. And, uh, bless you. Um, and they very much get into each other's face. And Lacey does this hair whip with her dreads that 
uh, fires up Conchie and, and my hair back and forth. Yeah, um, she like hits her with her. Yeah, it looked pretty cool actually. And um, I've lost her name. Not Renee Young. Uh, Beth, Beth Phoenix. Phoenix has to Beth break from Phoenix. apart. Um, so Tainara comes out to the ring with her cool Dizzy Rascal music. Yeah, her theme is sexy. I really yeah. like her theme. Um, she looks absolutely insane. I like not Nikki Cross insane, but she just has these mad facial expressions, just yeah. licking her teeth all the time. I, I dig. I kind of dig it. Yeah. Um, I think it's excessive, but I don't know. Maybe you're your men. You've got <laughs> kind of. But the, I think it's just this crazy, like mad face, crazy girl crazy? gimmick, licking her lips and stuff. It takes away from this fucking martial arts, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think it like adds. Fierce I think it adds the fact that you can still be like an actual like, oh, you're a judo character. Okay, that's your gimmick, and that's it. Like, I think it it adds like another layer to it. I agree. For me, that's it makes a really good point. For yeah. me, it makes her a bit more memorable yeah, rather yeah. than just like, it's Steve Blackman. Yeah, exactly. Like Steve it's Blackman, Steve Black- he should he should have licked his lips and started yelling, "Are you crazy?" More. And, and like, I think it's crazy. something she can like. She's in the the PC now. I think it's something she. Uh, she'll probably be told to kind of dial back a bit. Um, or not. But like in, in acting, I'm sure you were always told this the same. It's best to go to like 200 yeah, and then and bring it back, back than be at 50 and being trying to like get yeah. more out of you. Um, I, I think it shows she's definitely got personality and uh, it's stuff they can work on, definitely. Um, the match sh- uh, starts with the handshake um, to the sort of martial arts bow. The crowd are firmly behind Lacey Lane in this. There's no dueling chance here. They're all Lacey. Uh, Conchi takes down Lacey and licks her lips again. Um, (laughs) There's a 619 attempt by Conchi, but she gets caught by Lane. Uh, Conchi is just shouting at Lane and the ref going, Are you crazy? (laughs) Um, She viciously kicks Lane's hands off the rope. Um, Lane then takes down Conchi ties her up, and there's a series of strikes to the chest. Uh, Tainara goes for a judo throw, but Lacey Lane reverses it into the crucifix bomb for the three count. Uh, this surprised me. It was a really short match. Um, Super quick. And kind of just the finish came out of nowhere. I didn't really feel either of them had much of a chance to showcase anything. Yeah, I was no. a little um, shook by that I was too. disappointed because I, I quite liked Lacey Lane in the first round, and... Um, Tainara Conchi's impressed me quite a bit in the in what I've seen of her in NXT and yeah. this tournament. Um, yeah, this didn't do much for me. To be so honest. yeah, it kind of disappointed yeah. me. I I wanted Conchi to go through, but then I guess with her being in NXT, she doesn't need as much exposure as maybe yeah. Lacey Lane does. So possibly that's why they're going for it. Also, she is the hometown girl, so it's going to get her good support going forward for the next matches. But for me, I. I don't really have much notes on this because it was over so quick. The crucifix bomb. That's my notes. Yeah. Also- I just wrote um, Tainara Conchi was eliminated last year by Lacey Evans and this year eliminated by Lacey Lane. <laughs> oh. She's got so she's just, you know, Lacey's. she's not good with Lacey's. No. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there was nothing really to, like, it was just like before I blinked, it was kind of over. So. Yeah. It was Poor very Conchie. much kind of like, Let's get through this match so we can move on to the most anticipated match coming up next. <laughs> like <laughs> it was very much that. I'm interested in Lacey Lane because, like, I think she's got a really cool look. She actually knows how to. Like, she's pretty decent. She's getting better and better. Like, she's pretty green, I think. But um, 
I'd, I'd be interested in seeing more, but I think uh, I think it should have went the opposite. Here. Yeah, I I think we we'd be in for like a better third round match. If Are you Nara crazy? And Are I like you her. Crazy. <laughs> and I'm gonna miss her theme tune. <laughs> yeah, she she's in NXT. I she think is. She get a push there. Yeah. Um, how long do you think it will be before we see Lacey Lane and Ember Moon in a tag team? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That takes us to our main event of the evening. Uh, this was a match I was actually really excited for. I thought uh, when we saw it in the brackets, this was right. probably the match I was excited for the most. It's Mercedes Martinez versus Mako Satomura. Um, two veterans with a, a wealth of experience between the two of them. They're two different veterans and two <laughs> different kind of styles. Like you have Mercedes who's like been around the, the indie scene in North America, at least that I'm familiar with because I've seen her many times in, uh, in indie places here. And then you have uh, Satomura who's just like, if we learned from the last time she wrestled in the Mayan Classic a few weeks ago that she's like, been wrestling for so long and she's just like a legend essentially uh especially in japan and it's kind of cool to see both those kind of come together in the war of the veterans here it was yeah. yeah it was really cool um i noted that uh i not noticed this before but in mercedes entrance music she's got that bah, 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 that kicks yes. going off <laughs> that i kind of liked <laughs> 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 Um, handshake to start the match followed by a collar and elbow tie up Satomura goes to work on the left arm of Mercedes Martinez uh, she counters this to work on Satomura's arm there's an arm drag back into an arm lock from Satomura um, there's kicks to the chest followed by a leg sweep and double knees for a two count uh, Satomura grounds Mercedes with a front face lock which Martinez battles out of and reverses into a suplex for a two count and locks in a front face lock of her own. Mercedes gets put into a leg scissors headlock, but gets out and strikes Satomura's ear. It's quite funny, during this time on commentary, Renee's like, how on earth are you going to get out of this? Yes, and then she gets yeah. out of it. And she's like, oh, that's why I don't wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, this is where uh, Mercedes does this big strike to the ear of Satomura. Um, and there's this series of... <laughs> a series of strikes and slaps from Martinez, followed by a double chokeslam bomb for a two count. Uh, this is where there's a modified guillotine, guillotine to Satomura while striking her with the forearms. Uh, Mercedes at this point has complete control of the match. Uh, she goes for a running boot in the corner but gets caught and kicked to the side of the face. Satomura goes to the top but gets knocked off and then hit with a top rope twisting neck breaker. Mercedes goes for the Fisherman Buster, but gets countered into an armbar. Mercedes keeps trying to roll out, but the hold is kept locked in. Eventually, Mercedes makes it to the ropes. There's a series of kicks to the chest from Satomura, and Mako goes back to the top rope and hits a frog splash. This is where I thought the finish was, mm -hmm. but only a two count. Martinez then hits um, pretty much her own rock drop, um, but only a two count. There's a Fisherman Buster attempt, which is obviously Martinez's finisher, but this is reversed with a kick to the chest, followed by a big DDT. Uh, Mako picks her up and hits a second DDT, followed by a cartwheel double knees, but only a two count. Satomura goes for the Pele kick, but it's blocked and eats a kick to the face from Martinez. There, this is where Martinez hits her Fisherman Buster, but two count only. The crowd go fucking crazy at this point. Standing ovation. 
Mako chance. This is wrestling chance. Um, wrestling. Yeah. From a fisherman's buster as well. A fisherman's suplex. Because like, it's her finish. It, they've they protected that finish and it's... And um, she kicked out of it. And she kicked yeah, out of yeah. it. So this really got the crowd hot. Um, Martinez locks in the Mexican surfboard, but Mako breaks out and hits a spin kick. She then hits a scorpion kick, which is kind of like a step-up axe kick to the back of the head. This move is crazy. It looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, picks up the three count and the win. I don't. I don't know what the. <laughs> I, I really don't know what the fuck a scorpion kick is. No, but I rewound it a few times and watched the replay a bunch because it looked crazy. It looked awesome. So uh, she hits like a spin heel kick to set it up, and then she basically runs at her and does like, I don't know, this, this she, scorpion like, kick. Uses the back as a platform up, yeah. and then kicks down. Yeah, it's crazy. Then, Check this out. It needs to be gift. But what happens to like the body, her body after? It just everything kind of crumbles. Yeah, <laughs> like, everything just crumbles. The it looks amazing. Kick. It's fucking vicious, the scorpion man. But kick. you you have to remember that Martinez is. I mean, you should never really talk about a lady's age, but fuck it. Uh, you know, we've got Martinez who's thirty-seven and Satimura who's thirty-eight. These women are almost in their forties, and they're going out there they're and the doing the most incredible match. Probably will like. I mean, this was the best match in the tournament so far. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah in the entire tournament, this these women are almost in their forties, and you've got a twenty-three-year-old vet in uh, Satamara and an eighteen-year vet for Martinez. So there's a five years difference there, but this is and an very much like um, with uh, what's her face when Martinez in her first round. You know, they had a vet match, and now they're doing another vet match, right. and they they keep pairing Martinez up with these. Uh, these veterans and she's really like she's having the best she's out now but she's having the best tournament but it, it's cool like i'm they're kind of setting these up as dream matches i mean i yes. i don't know if they've faced each other before like but right. obviously never on a, a scale as big as this if they have and it's it's kind of cool if they have been wrestling all these years and have never faced each other yes this match was really great like really really great honestly this is the best match i've seen so far in this tournament um it was so it was so cool like the 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 storytelling in wrestling doesn't need to always be uh um samoa joe breaking into someone's house and doing all that shit like to me it's, it's mostly it's 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 wrestling when it comes down to it and well, that's why i'm interested and this this got me instantly um yeah. like i i have not seen a lot of uh, Satamora and um, what I've seen I've liked and then when I've seen some of Mercedes not not a lot and then when I watched these two go at it instantly from the beginning I was like okay yeah this is really cool and then it's I, just I got pure emotion it. yeah, pure yeah. wrestling emotion it, they, they obviously know what they're doing and it's just like it was like a fight and all the moves like like you said you, you bit on like a, a frog splash which was a crazy frog splash even the the Mercedes like we, 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 we don't read ahead and I thought hey she's hitting this fisherman thing she's gonna win here and then she didn't and I was like good because I, I, I want to see more of Satamora and, yeah. and and I'm glad that uh, she won here but this was a really cool match I, I loved it for me as well like one of the things I enjoyed was not being familiar with these wrestlers yeah exactly because it, it's like you know Dolph Ziggler is the only one I can think of off the top of my head, but you know he's never going to do a pin off of the Famouser. Right. Like, it's his setup move. And right. you're like, condition, oh, it'll be a two count. Whereas, I don't actually know what Matsumoto's finisher sure, is. Right. So, she hits the frog splash. I'm like, oh, that's probably it. And it's the a two scorpion count. scorpion kick. So, it's, it's cool watching it with just really fresh eyes. 
Yeah, it made everything in this tournament to me is pretty fresh. That's why I also am super into it. Um, but it's it was super super cool. Um, that scorpion kick. I'm gonna learn how to do it and start doing it to you, dude. <laughs> just do it, just on the street, walking down it. Whoa, like, scorpion Bam! kick! Whoa, what was that? Uh, that was a scorpion kick. <laughs> it's, it's quite. I mean, it's it's a strange thing now to think that after that massive match between Satomura and Martinez that. Now Satomura is going up against Lacey Lane, which is going right. to be a completely different type of match. She's got to kill her. Yeah, like it's, she's just going to fucking die. And like they're, they're building building up Lacey Lane so much to be this like, you know, oh, all her family and friends are here and she's doing such a good job. And oh my God, she beat Conti, Conti, Conti. And, <laughs> uh, are you and crazy? And there's just, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> And now she's going up against Satomura, and she's just uh, the whole thing's either going to get absolutely squashed, all this building up, or she's going to put in an incredible match, which I don't think she's capable of doing. So, I mean, only time can tell, gentlemen. <laughs> um, I, I also we we last time we talked about uh, Michael Satomura. Um, so we got a lot of people saying that if you're interested in looking, uh, like finding more about her, that the BBC in 2000 did a documentary, like basically featuring her called Gaya Girls, which is all yes. about like. Yeah, that's like, where she uh, yeah. first started wrestling, like back in 1995. Yeah, so this, this documentary is, is super cool. I'm, I've been trying to find it. Uh, you can basically order it, but I'm trying to find it, like, actually online somewhere because it seems pretty interesting. It's a BBC documentary about women in japan pro wrestling so it basically that's sounds crazy. like every everything i want to watch in one so that's bizarre that was in 2000 yeah that's like, crazy ahead of their time there uh, bbc um so check that out if you're interested in seeing more of uh maito maiko satomura uh, i thought this match was great go check this match out if you haven't right now let's head over to feedback um have you got it open there? yeah yep. we'll start off with chris from melbourne australia G'day, Chris. Um, g'day. Come here, you little spider monkey. <laughs> awesome to see both Storm and Ripley advance to the semi-finals. Of course he would say that. Question. Without having read ahead, do you expect any May Young Classic women to be part of Evolution, <clears throat> excluding the finalists? Um, I don't know. I, I, maybe they'll do like some sort of uh, tag or battle royal or something like that to get kind of... Uh, women who, who are not maybe highlights of this this upcoming evolution show where you could throw them in like a tag a multi-woman tag match or, or battle royal yeah I, I think the same I can yeah. imagine them doing some sort of yeah which would be fine uh, in the cruiserweight match. classic when it eventually like ended on the finals they did like multiple tag matches and stuff thrown together matches which were pretty fun so I think that could happen um uh, what's next here let's see uh we got evil um not the actual evil but he does well, no it is Let's the actual picture. evil yeah. he says i really enjoyed the may young classic the main event was fire they fucked each other up for real i thought mercedes should have went on the finish was nasty though mercedes sold it like a champ i really like rhea ripley her selling and movements of the ring are really entertaining uh, yeah, I think Rhea Ripley. I, I want to see her face Charlotte at one point in, in my in my wrestling fandom days. I want to see Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. The size there between the two and like this kind of the style and the storytelling could be really cool. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, we go to Jalen from Pickering. 
This tournament has blown last year's out of the water. The talent, presentation and commentary, which still isn't great, are all significant improvements from last year. Tony Storm is a star who injects a lot of personality into her wrestling, and Ripley has all the potential in the world, but she needs to find a way to better incorporate Rip Apart into her promos. <laughs> but god darn, the main event was badass. Satamura is undoubtedly the MVP thus far, and I need to see her against Tony Storm. This is kind of weird, but while watching Martinez in this tournament, I thought about how much cooler the Riot Squad would be if it was her, Ruby, and Mia Yim. That sounds like a badass trio to me. Mm, yeah. So he's, he's fantasy booking her instead of Liv Morgan and uh, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan, it should be Ruby Riot, Mercedes Martinez, and Mia Yim. That would be a, a faction to be reckoned with. That's like indie darlings yeah. of uh, women's wrestling, essentially. Yeah, I, and then we got Liv Morgan and Sarah <laughs> Logan, and we all know how, how that plays out. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Maybe <clears throat> maybe we'll see uh, Mercedes Martinez down the line in in NXT in some capacity. Uh, a lot of wrestlers after this, this match uh, last night that aired... Uh, a lot of wrestlers on Twitter have been like, "Hey, sign her!" And if you're not going to sign her, make her a coach. Do something with yeah. this. This, this she's had the old like one shots here and there on NXT, but, right? Um, yeah, I think she she'd be able to offer so much to the women. Yeah, definitely. There. Clearly, this match was great, so she should she should be uh, getting some, some something out of this. Um, is there any more? JT here? Grizzle. JT Grizzle. Uh, I've been a fan of Hiroyo Matsumoto for over a year now, and I've literally never seen her have a bad match. Her two matches in this tournament, for me, are the best two so far this year. Tony was never losing this, nor should she. But we as viewers have lost out on some great matches for Matsumoto's elimination. Uh, Miko Mercedes had a had me giddy with excitement as soon as it was confirmed as happening. And the hype package only got me more pumped. The match did not disappoint. So much good stuff. Matsumoto might have been in my two top matches of this tournament, but Miko's... In matches three and four, uh, sorry, he had a few typos here. He's basically saying that Miko is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a um, British version. And then PJ River. I love Casey's match and her botch. I'm glad Rhea won. Ooh. Tony Storm doing Peyton's perfect plex was a nice wink. Mako versus Mercedes, uh, Mercedes excuse me, was tremendous. Best match so far. Not far from five stars in my book. I'm sad that Tainara QT lost. It <laughs> starts off with they they loved Casey's botch. What? That was like one of the most painful thing I've ever seen. I know, but I like when they they cover it like Rhea went right Rhea down onto her. Yeah, well, to Rhea, like co- Rhea covered, covered it. it yeah. It's almost like uh, Casey kind of had a tantrum. I like if uh, you watch it back, she yeah. just like flopped on the floor like fuck my life. I like Michael Cole actually because Michael Cole made it so. <laughs> inspirational because she she drops to her fl- to the floor and then Rhea beats on her and then Casey fights back and then goes for it again and this time actually connects with it like, like a springboard dropkick yeah. or something yeah. and and Michael Cole uh the the commentary god that he is <laughs> says look that's the that's her that's her character you know she's she's doing it again she's get, she's got to fight and she's got to try it again you you can't just you got to get up and, and do it like you know what I mean? he's so inspirational i'm like yeah oh, she yeah. she botched and commentary, I get it. yeah commentary is there to to cover all matter of yeah. sins as well and like unless you're tight so may... <laughs> Yeah, they may yeah. not may not like the the commentary team this year. Right. No, I I love my hard. 
Yeah, Michael Cole is great, actually. In I this. really like. I, I think he's so good because, like, I don't watch a lot of the main roster stuff anymore. And when I do, it's like it's like night and day for for him, especially. It's like he's such a company man, and then here it's like he's just doing what maybe he used to be really good at. So thing I find with botches, it it is how you cover it because at the end of the day, I want to believe this is a real fight, right? And in a real fight, people are gonna fall over when they shouldn't have to. Then they're gonna miss punches they throw. Um, like botches are gonna happen, right? So like the term botch makes it sound like you fucked up, right? Whereas if it's a fight, you might fuck up, but sure. it's how you cover it. If you just get back up and try it again, and the other person like sells a move that they haven't been hit with yeah. or whatever, it's like yeah, it's it looks bad. But I didn't think it was so bad here because Rhea just like pounded on her straight away. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, it made sense. Uh, that's all the feedback. That brings us to the end of feedback for this week. Um, Dahlia, have you got any final thoughts on the Mae Young Classic? Mm. No. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want Tony to win. You want Tony you want to Tony. win? I want Tony to win, yeah. I do too. I think I want Mia. You want Mia Yim? I want Mia Yim to win. She's cool, man. I, I absolutely love Mia Yim. She's a wonderful woman as well. And she's um, great to be in the ring with. So, I mean, either or. There's, there's just so... The thing about this year's, and everyone's raving about how amazing it is, and they've got just so many incredible women it, like shoved into this tournament that you're never going to get as much as you want out of, out of all of them. So, it's just like, a, you know... A, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's great. It's where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You almost want a kind of round robin where you get to see yes. more of some people. Yeah, uh, you do want more and you're not going to get uh, you're not going to get more out of it. But hopefully because of this and how well it's going this year, there are going to be more opportunities. Maybe the these women are going to be involved with the female pay-per-view. I just I mean, you, we do want more of it. Like it's it's great. Well, I think we're lucky now because we've got the... They're really building up the women's division on the main roster, both SmackDown and Raw. You've got the NXT, um, and now you've got, like, NXT UK as well, where they're putting sort of, uh, right, right. like, Tony Storm, and, like, it's not just British talent in that division. So you've got so many opportunities within WWE where you can see a lot of these women now, um, which is crazy thinking just five years ago this wouldn't have been the case at all. Right. Uh, anyway, that will bring us to the end of this week's edition of Up Next slash Forever Young. Um, Brayden, how about you close us out with the plugs? Yes, because I'm good at that. Um, postwrestling.com on iTunes. Our Up Next feed is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Review us, like us, do all those fancy things. Thank you for everyone from for listening. Uh, thank you, Dahlia, for joining us this week. Hopefully we have you on again soon. Thank you for uh, having me. To, to watch some more women's wrestling because it's so badass. Um, and uh, yeah, postwrestling.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the D. At Davy Portman. Tweet us and tell us mean things. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Goodbye and be safe. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, 
or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.